Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very, very exciting. I wish you could experience the electric blanket with me. The electric blanket has been a life-changing moment for myself and I just, I wish I could share it all with you. I don't know, I don't know if this has arrived this time last week, but honestly, it is one of the most incredible things I've ever invested in, ever, ever, ever. And I don't think I'm ever going to shut up about it. You know, I had one in year 12 of uni, no, in year 12 of uni, in year 12, but I don't think I used it correctly, because I think I was literally laying it on myself, because I thought it was a blanket, and if you look at electric blankets, they're really uncomfortable, and it's because you're meant to lie on them, they are not a duvet, they are to lie on, it's literally like a hot water bottle, and I think everyone in the world should get one, because it is the best £40 I've ever spent in my entire life. Guys, I did seven, six hours of stats today, six hours of stats, like, I have done, I'm just going to move closer, I feel like I've positioned myself very far away from you, um, I, I've had a day, I've had a day from, no, not a day from hell, that is very dramatic, it's just been, it's just been a day where I've just felt, hmm, overwhelmed, very overwhelmed, I did that really stupid thing where, you know when you just go to bed really late for literally no apparent reason, and I was just like, why, why have I done this to myself? I went to bed at 1am last night, and do you want to know my reasoning for it was? Because I thought it'd be a good use of my time to edit some posts for Instagram. Why? Why was that useful? Why is it useful? I now have two, like, three posts ready. It's not useful, but I convinced myself that it was because I was just like, I don't want to go to bed yet. I don't want to do it. I just don't want to go to sleep. But the fault in that lies in me having to wake up at 7am. Because I don't want to do that either, but I have to do that. And I don't even get a weekend this morning. I don't even get a weekend this week. Anyway, I'll get to that. I will get to that. But I managed... Oh, God, I've got so many things to tell you. I'm starting a new me. And I, I've i decided to start going to the gym. I've decided to start the gym. And rogue choice from someone who said she hated the gym and has been very adamant on hating the gym for quite a while. Every time my boyfriend and my housemate talk about the gym, which is a lot, a lot, they both talk about the gym all the fucking time. I'm just like, don't speak to me. I cannot be involved in your gym conversations. They are so boring. I'm a gym girl now. That is my new, that's me. That is who I am. That is going to be my new character trait, I have decided. So, where did this need to go to the gym came from? I have been doing, doing Pilates. I got really good at it when I have time, but I'm not good at doing it when I wake up at the moment. It's so cold and I'm so bored. I've been doing the same Pilates videos for about a year and a half now. And I'm sorry, it's just not hitting the same anymore. It's just, it's very boring and very dry. And it's nothing on the workout videos. It's just on the amount of repeatedness that I'm completing them with. And so I felt like I needed to change because I, you know how I used to do nannying? I would walk everywhere. I'd walk all around because I'd have to pick the kids up from school, drop them off, like do so much walking. I was like busy. I was doing stuff. I didn't have time for the gym. But I don't have that anymore. And I realised I literally don't move at all. And so the gym is my new thing and I'm going to start, I've started to go in the mornings. I've started to go. I went one time this morning, but you know, why not? This was, do you want to know something else that was weird about it? Whenever I start new things, I'm so annoying about it because in my head, I have to start new things on a Monday. I have to start like new week. Just, just start it then because that feels like a fresh, a fresh, a fresh version of me to experience it. But no, this time I decided that I will do it on a Friday. 
a Friday feels like a random day to start, but I feel like sometimes I put so much emphasis on it needing to be perfect, like journaling the night before, oh, five minutes remaining for Instagram today. I've literally been on my phone so much because I'm so tired, it's shocking. Anyway, back to the point. I put so much emphasis on needing to be like fully prepared when I am wanting to start something new that I end up just putting it off and putting off and literally like fully prepared for what going to the gym like that's ridiculous I don't I don't need to be in the fully like you know it's silly and so I started doing that today and you know what it was really good I also I've decided maybe not to go to lectures anymore and just study. my no I've decided that for today I don't think I'll do it next week but I really with the ADHD I really struggle to focus in lectures like I really struggle to focus in lectures I find it near impossible and I just find them very overwhelming I don't know what it is but I just lose my trail of thought I don't focus and I just think it might be is it a waste of my time? Not a waste of my time because the lectures are brilliant, but is it better for me to read through the lecture and just watch it back later? Probably. And so I think I'm going to start doing that. But I think this is the thing that I'm starting to realise. Now I have this like diagnosis thing. It's just making uni work for me. And maybe lectures don't work for me and that's okay. I could do it when I was in a small lecture theatre, but now I'm in a big one and it's just finding it overwhelming and apparently exercise really helps with ADHD I didn't know this it makes a lot of sense because like I've always really loved sport and I never really knew why but like I was excited to go to the gym on my way home today I was like I'm excited to go to the gym tomorrow and I've joined a really nice one and it's only 25 pounds a month I don't think that's bad I mean I can't really afford it to be honest but you know, we're just going to hope for the best and I'm just going to make it last as long as I can and hopefully that will be okay. But that was the thing, I started the gym this morning so it meant that I was in the uni vicinity because my gym's next to my uni for like 8 o'clock. No, I wasn't, I left the house at 8. For 8.30, I didn't leave uni until 8.30 at night, people. Me and my course mate started this stats thing that we have to do on stata if any of you know stata please please message me please message me it's like a data analysis software and it is literally it's i can't i can't explain how impossible it is and apparently that's the easy one to learn as well so that just makes me want to cry but anyway we just sat and we did it for like six hours just to finish this assignment that's not even an assignment that we'd just done wrong and it was just like one of those you know when there's just like monotonous tasks that you have to keep doing and it's really overwhelming that was the vibe and it was very it was overwhelming to be honest at the end of it I was so brain dead I literally called Louis and I was in such a miserable arsy mood I was just I was just not a good person to speak to, which is why this podcast, recording it tonight, could have been a risky move, but we've done the turnaround. I feel much better. I feel, I just feel, you know, like I just need to have a mental break and I cannot wait till reading week. I feel very on top of things at the moment. Like I'm doing so many things. I've got so many, I feel very enthusiastic with the podcast. I don't know what's come over me, but I feel like very enthusiastic about it, like putting a lot of time and effort into it, which isn't great because I literally have all of my assignments about to be due and I need to be focusing on those but I just find it so much more interesting to do stuff for this like I can't wait for when this can like support me in some way if it can I think it can I don't know I don't really but then the other thing is is I don't really want to my entire thing with growing you've got mail has been I don't want it to become a thing where I'm focusing on like trying to make the most money or trying to make the most profit I want to be really key in what it is and understanding what it is and like I'd rather have a better thing that I've created and less money than like agreeing to all of these different ads that I don't feel that passionately about and then breaking breaking the brand down do you know what I mean that's always been very very important to me and so I think 
I think it's it's something that I'm like aware of now. I don't really know. I really want to sell merch and that is going to happen. And I'm starting to finalise the stickers now. The stickers are going to be the first thing because I can easily sell them. And I was thinking would Depop be better? Would like Instagram shop be better? But I don't really know. So we're going to see where that goes. But also I need to be careful because this level of me being on top of things, like going to the gym early, staying back late for uni, revising, doing all my assignments and stuff, this is when I lead myself to burnout. And this is when it gets a bit dangerous, when I just like push myself so hard that I just feel like it's totally overwhelming and impossible nearly. And I think this is why I need to be just aware of what I am doing, just aware of how I'm feeling, aware of what I'm spending my time doing, because not only... Am I doing all these new podcast stuff? I also start my new job tomorrow. I am in training. This is what I mean by I don't have a weekend this week. I'm in training from 10am till 5pm both days. And I have an exam Monday morning at 9am. When you're listening to this podcast episode, I will literally be at work calling people up. I'm working as a fundraiser telephone person, which is kind of cool because it means I'm just going to f- call up loads of old alumni students and chat to them. But it also is kind of like a bit scary, isn't it? Like, what am I going to say? But I guess we find that out in training. I went to a careers fair this week, though, and it's made me feel a lot better about life. Because I think when you're at university, it's really hard not to be super close-minded about all the careers that are out there. Because in my head, because it's like surrounded by so many researchers I think that there's going to be like that that's all that there is and I forget all of the different types of jobs there are in like medical communications in advertising in like I forget how big the science world is and that you don't have to just go into being a researcher because it's unlike me to be stressed as we all know but you know when you're just starting to play on your mind how I would really like to have a job in September and I would like to, I say I would like to have a job in September. I need a job in September. And so I need to like, I just need to remember that there's so many different types of jobs that we can have. And I think this will be my biggest tip for you if you are leaving university in like in the July. There are so many jobs out there. Like you will find something that is perfect for you. And if it's not perfect, it'll earn your wage. Like I worked in Sainsbury's for a year, like stacking shelves. It wasn't my dream career and I didn't love it, but it gave me money and it allowed me to get to this point. And in that period where life was less stressful, it meant that I could then apply to my master's course, which I'm now on. Because I know for me, I can't multitask, which makes a lot more sense now I have the ADHD diagnosis. But I just knew it was going to be way too much if I did everything all at once. And so having that gap year really helped me just figure things out. So just, I think everyone in life should have a gap year before they do something. I think you should have breaks before you do through massive changes. Like in September... I'm going on holiday, guys. Do I have the funds? No. No, I do not. Am I still going? Yes. Yes, I am. I don't know where. I don't know when. I do know when, actually. September. I don't know where, though. I was speaking to Louis about this, and we were thinking about where should we go next. I really... Right, when we were thinking of September, where we went, because we chose Bali, there were so many other options. I really wanted to go to India or Nepal, I really want to go to those two countries, but it's rainy season, and then we're going to go to Mexico, oh my god, no, no, never mind, I just got excited, there's this, there's this, right, I have a dream of seeing whales in the wild, I can't explain it, but genuinely, if I saw a whale in the wild, I think I would cry, I cried when I saw Dolph, I don't know what it is about it, 
but the thought of seeing oh, if I saw a blue whale in the wild, I think I'd actually. I I I feel I feel choked talking about the topic. I feel like it would be one of the happiest days of my entire life to date, ever. Actually, not to date. God no, it'd be ever. That'll be up there with like graduating university, finishing this masters. It would be above maybe. Is that bad? It would definitely be above. I don't know what it is. I think it's because they're so smart and they're so like they're just so intelligent and massive and just like and ever since I went to the natural history museum on Tuesday or Thursday I forgot to mention this I haven't really done a life update I just told you all very random facts about that I've been aware of recently but I went to the natural history museum on Thursday for a talk on infectious diseases it was like I was like god I'm an adult now I go to talks on infectious diseases that is me now it's kind of cool um but whilst I was there I saw the blue whale it's so cool and there's like a volcano exhibition that I really want to go to at the museum as well so maybe that'll be the next thing I go to I'm in a very like I think you know when you have a lot on I think when I have a lot on I go like very intense about it so I think maybe that's why I'm craving doing more and more podcast stuff and more and more live stuff and finding projects (gasps) I might have found a summer project don't know why I'm whispering but I feel like it should be a secret thing so I feel like I should whisper but I might have found a summer project and I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm not, I don't want to be like too, I don't want to be, I feel like I was very, when I thought I had the other one, I really thought I had the other one. And so that made me think that it was like very easy and everything like that. Like not very easy, but it made me think that everything was like very okay. But this one is to do with climate change and dengue. And dengue is my favourite disease. It's my favourite one. It's so interesting. As diseases go, give it a Google. It's so interesting. It rep, like, this is really nerdy. I'm going to tell you anyway, because it is genuinely my favourite disease. This is what I, this would be what my dream summer project would be about, okay? So, because of climate change, the vectors that mosquitoes, so the vectors that spread diseases, specifically arthropods, like, I'm interested in arthropod viruses which is one spread by mosquitoes and when the climate change when the climate increases mosquitoes are able to live in more places which means there's the spread of diseases more to these places that were never spreading before so it means stuff like malaria dengue chikungunya virus zika all of these different viruses will now spread to places where they've never been before because of climate change and i was like that is so interesting to me i just think it's so interesting and one of these viruses that is spreading is dengue and I don't know if it's dengue or dengue dengue you know what I mean it's spelled d-e-n-g-u-e that's how you spell it I don't know how you say it but that's how you spell it and it's endemic to many places and the thing that's really interesting about it is is that when it infects your cells so you infect it you get infected by this virus the first time and it's it's like fine okay you get over it it's not too bad but There are four different types of this virus. Imagine it like red, green, yellow, and blue. So let's say you get infected by the blue one. When you get infected by a blue one, you cause an immune response to this blue one, which is like very specific to that blue virus. Once you get infected by the next virus, when you get infected by, let's say, the yellow version of the virus, your immune system thinks it's the blue one. And because it thinks it's the blue one, your immune system attacks the cell. No, it attacks the virus, okay? It's fine. The immune system okay i've got this it's okay don't worry about it 
Imagine it gives the virus a hug and it thinks it's blue. Then all of a sudden they kind of link together and it kind of attacks it, but it's not blue, it's yellow. And the clever thing about dengue is it replicates in the cells that attack it. And so as soon as this cell engulfs and like surrounds the little virus, thinking it's got everything sorted, oh no, no, no. You've actually just caused a massive infection because the yellow one gets inside that cell that just infected it, replicates in there and then disseminates around the body. How clever is that? Like it has learned to make multiple versions of itself so that when it goes into the body, you, your body recognises it, it goes to attack and likelihood it is, is that it's not the same one reinfected you twice because there's four, like it's a one in four chance of that happening, which means there's way more chance of it being a different type of one, which means its ability for this virus to replicate loads of times is huge. I just think it's so interesting. It's such a clever virus. Viruses are definitely the best ones. But anyway... So I think this is really interesting and you maybe didn't, but now you know. Now you know a fun little fact um, about dengue, which I just love it. I think it's so interesting. I think it's such an interesting disease. Anyway, sorry, I feel like I've gone off on a proper science nerdy rant, but God, it would be so cool. And okay, back to the project. And what a kind of project would do is we can make software that predicts where, based on climate change, these like dengue outbreaks are going to happen. And so I want to do something to do with that. I want to write something that predicts where these outbreaks are going to happen, predicts indicators that suggest it's going to happen. I don't know. I just think it's really exciting and I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it. So we'll see where that goes. Anyway, this has been a very long life update. I am sorry. I think because I've been shut up for so long, I feel very chatty this evening, which, you know, probably isn't best for everyone else, but you know, good for a podcast, good for a podcast episode anyway. But this week we are talking relationships in your twenties. So get ready. I feel this is going to be going to be a big one. But anyway, onto the next part of the podcast, which is relationships in your twenties. So today we are talking relationships in your 20s because I feel like they are such a thing that has had so much good and bad press and it's such a thing that so many people have opinions on that I just think it's like important to talk about, to hear all sides of the story and to make you feel like you can make a well-rounded decision about them because I think the thing is, the bottom line is, is that nothing is like nothing is inherently good or nothing is inherently bad. Everything has pros and cons and it fully depends on you. And I know that I felt being in my 20s, being in a relationship, I felt like that was quite like almost like a bad thing. Like I'd chosen the wrong decision, like morally that that was not what I should be doing. I think there's a lot of pressure to be single and I think it's important to acknowledge where that pressure stems from and what that pressure really means and how you can you can allow the same benefits of that pressure whilst you're in a relationship. But anyway, backstory. I have been in a relationship now. I oh got it's nearly our three year anniversary. That is lengthy. Um, but yeah, I've been in a relationship, but that means it was three years since the COVID summer. God, that's weird, isn't it, to think about? That's so weird. But we have been in a relationship for three years. We've been long distance for the entire time. And the long distance has only increased. We've got further and further away from each other, like, distance-wise. Not not actually, like, we haven't drifted apart. We've just got further away from each other. Because I moved to London. Well, first I was in Leeds. And then we were both in Scarborough together. And then now I moved to London. And who knows where I might be next? Like maybe Colombia is on the cards. I might move to like, there's so many places that it could happen. And this is why I think this is an important episode to record because I know when I look back on myself when I was in relationships, when I was in my early 20s, like 
as if I'm in my late 20s now, I'm literally like 22. Um, but when I look back on like relationships when I was like, maybe like 19, 20, there was so much uncertainty wrapped up in it all that that almost made me not want to be in one. And I think this is the other thing about relationships in your 20s is realizing that that uncertainty doesn't need to dominate. But anyway, the first thing I think is really important to chat about is where does this ideal of, I'm sorry if you can have music in the background, the people next door are having a party and I don't want to be that person, but they've had parties every single night this week. And it's just like, do you guys not sleep? Is there no time that you sleep? Anyway, I've got earplugs, so we're all good, but I'm sorry if you can hear the noise. Anyway, the I think when you're thinking about being in a relationship in your 20s, there is a, so much pressure not to be in one. There is so much pressure that like you should just be on your own and developing yourself. And I think that is so like I think that's very important but I think the important part is that it's not being on your own it's developing yourself and getting to know yourself and this is why I think if you are in a relationship in your 19 early 20s like late teens early 20s like even in your like later 20s I don't think it's bad as long as you're maintaining being true to yourself and getting to know yourself and I think this is the danger where a lot of people like mess up not mess up it's a mistake and it's so easily done and I've done it and this is why I speak from experience. I was in a relationship for four years and then he cheated on me and we broke up and it's very dramatic and blah, 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 blah. But in that relationship, I lost myself and I lost who I was. And when we broke up, it was so awful because not only had I lost them, but I'd lost myself in the process and I didn't know who I was anymore and I didn't know how to act around things. I didn't know what I liked, didn't know what I didn't like. I didn't have anything for me. I had purely been living for us and everything I'd done had been for us and that was quite like a heavy thing for me to hold was that I didn't really know who I was anymore. I didn't know who I was and I think this going through that experience and realizing that I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I didn't like. I didn't know how I liked spending my time. All I knew was the course that I was on. Do you know what I mean? Like I knew the stuff I was good at at school and I knew how to act in a school environment, but outside of school I had no idea who I was. Outside of things that were constants in my life, I didn't know. I'd never spent any time on my own whatsoever. And I think that was a massive downfall in myself because in not spending time on myself and not carving out time to create that relationship, I didn't know who I was. I was a stranger to myself. And that has a lot of implications because I think when you are a stranger to yourself, you make bad decisions because you don't know what you truly want. You don't know how to prioritize your wants and needs because you don't really think about them. You're not aware of them. You're not aware of how things will affect you. You just do things because you just do them. You're very impulsive about things because, again, you're not aware on how things will affect you. And I think this is the first point I want to make, is that I think this narrative surrounding being in a relationship in your 20s being inherently good or inherently bad, I don't think it's either. I don't think it's good or bad. You can't be so kind of like a blanket statement. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach because everyone is different. And for some people, relationships will work and for some people, relationships won't work. And that's okay. Just because it works for you doesn't mean it has to work for me. And just because something works for me doesn't mean it has to work for you. And I think that's the first thing you have to accept is realising that just because something works for one person doesn't mean it's unanimously going to work for everyone and doesn't make it a rule that everyone should abide by because it may affect, well, it will affect some people negatively. And I think that's the danger in making these blanket statements of being like, all relationships are bad in your 20s, all relationships are good in your 20s, everyone should be single, everyone should be with someone. That's not going to work for everyone. And so that's that's not, that's not a kind or kind of very 
inclusive way of thinking. It just doesn't really make sense. But I think the danger in being in a relationship, so let's say you are in a relationship and you hear this narrative constantly about the fact that you should be single and you should be getting to know who you are and blah, 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 like you're wasting your time because these are your 20s, these are your most fun years. I disagree with the like notion that you can't have fun when you're in a relationship. Like, I don't, I don't really get that. Like, the idea that, like, they're my best friend. Do you know what I mean? Like, my boyfriend is one of my best friends and I love hanging out with him. We do so much fun stuff together and I, like, I've had so many good memories with him that I wouldn't trade those. Like, that's been incredible. But I think the thing that I've been really aware of throughout this entire relationship and particularly because of my past relationship is making sure that I knew who I am throughout all of it. And not only does this serve you because if something doesn't go to plan, if something doesn't feel right, you know what your indicators are. You know what you like and you don't like and you're able to talk about them. You're not afraid of being on your own so it never feels like you're staying with someone just because you're scared. But it also means that you really get to know yourself. You don't feel like you went through your 20s and if you had no idea who you were. And I think that's a thing that can be a massively hindering thing to a lot of people is when you're in something and all of a sudden you realize you've lost yourself and you don't know how to get back and it can be really scary as well because you realize that you have lost yourself in the process and you realize well all of a sudden I realized I didn't really have any friends I just hung out with him I didn't have any friends I didn't socialize that much with other people I was very like I was getting more insular I was kind of not seeing as many people and I realized that I this had been entirely like self-inflicted I'd done it entirely myself and I think that moment of realisation, of realising that like you've kind of blocked yourself in is really, really intimidating and really terrifying and scary and dramatic but it doesn't need to be any of those things and it's never too late and I think that's the thing I also want to say is that if you are in the position where you are in a relationship and you feel like you have blocked yourself in and you don't know how to get out of it, it's never too late there's always things you can do. And just because you have doesn't mean you have to end the relationship. I think this is the other thing. If you do feel like you are starting to isolate yourself, it doesn't mean you have to go cold turkey and instantly like push yourself away from them and spend loads of time on your own. It's about doing baby steps to make yourself feel comfortable in your own presence. I think this is the biggest thing with being in a relationship in your 20s. Make sure you know who you are. Make sure you're comfortable spending time on your own. Don't become so codependent that you can't do anything alone. Because that's where it gets dangerous and that's where it gets toxic and that's where it gets heavily reliant on the other person. Which, not only if it all doesn't go to plan, you're left trying to pick up the pieces of a life you don't even understand anymore. But secondly, you're not thinking about yourself and developing yourself. The 20s are your selfish years and I don't want you to waste them. And I feel like the danger in being in a relationship is that you're not selfish in your decisions you're not selfish in what you want to do you're not selfish in what you think you should do and that can massively implicate what you end up doing in life I think this is where being in a long distance relationship has been a massive benefit and I would advocate for so I I think long distance relationships are great they're hard I'm not saying they're not hard it's like been one of the hardest things I've done I haven't seen Louis since January the 4th and I won't see him for February the 10th, like six weeks, five weeks, six weeks. I won't see him for five or six weeks. That's the entirety of the summer holidays, okay? Like, it's been a long, long time. But because of that, I've had to, like, I've had to do things on my own, you know? Like, I have other things going on. I've made really good friends here. I spend time with my housemates. I There's so many things I have going on 
that has made me feel like I'm very aware of myself and I feel like that's put so much more confidence in our relationship and in our relationship with each other is because we both have these things going on in our lives. We both have each other, we both have so many things going on in our lives that I know I'm not just with you for comfort or companionship. I'm with you because I really, really want to be with you and because I love being in your presence. It's nothing to do with the fact that I feel like I need you because I'm getting lonely. It's not that at all. And I think it's important to note that long distance, and it's hard, it's hard, really hard when the other person goes off and you're stuck at home because for that year when he went back to uni and I was just in Scarborough on my own, it was so hard. But it was in those moments of getting to know myself, those moments where I was on my own. I was totally on my own and I didn't know and I was bored and it was lonely and I was sad and it was hard that some of the best things have happened. I started You've Got Mail. I decided to start a podcast account. I decided to start recording podcasts because I realised I needed something else going on in my life. And having the podcast is like another thing for me to think about on top of like university and friends and everything has made this so much more... I feel like so much more worthwhile but worthwhile maybe isn't the right word but I feel like we both use our time apart very productively and you don't have to I'm not saying you need to be like hyper productive you can just chill there's no pressure this is the other thing this is just what I feel like has really benefited me and being in a long distance relationship in my 20s is that it's given me the space to find things that I'm really passionate about and it's allowed me to start projects that are fully selfish and for my own endeavors He's doing so well in the kind of the DJ music world and he's making so many contacts and so many jobs and it's so exciting to see him doing all of that. And I don't know if we were in the same... Well, I'm sure he would and I'm sure I would as well, but I think you're more pushed to do these things and say yes to more things when you are on your own because when you're on your own, you have more time to fill and it's forcing you to kind of fill yourself with activities that you think are going to better you for the future. And I think that... that is the key to being in a relationship in your 20s is be selfish make sure you make all the decisions that you want to do and make sure you're not just with them because you're lonely that's where it gets bad that's where it's not good you shouldn't be with someone just because you feel lonely or scared of being on your own that should never be the motivating factor because if you do that a you're not going to have clear boundaries about what's right and what's wrong and you're going to end up in a bad situation where they're not nice to you or you kind of you don't stand up for yourself or they end up hurting you or something's going to happen and you're not going to leave beforehand you're not going to leave at the first red flag you're going to leave at the 10th red flag because you feel like you need them you should never feel like you're totally dependent on them for your entire happiness. You should feel like you love being in their presence and that you really want to be with them, if that makes sense. It's a want, not a need. And I think that's important to know the difference between because that can really alter your mindset around a lot of things. And I think when it's a want, not a need, you the way that you think about everything that you're doing... Is I think there's a danger, isn't there? There's a danger in it coming across that I'm saying, like, be really selfish and don't think about the other person. And that's not what I mean in the slightest. Me and Louis have such clear communication about everything. And we talk through everything. But there's also this unsaid thing of, like, you do you. Take every single... I want you to take every single opportunity you could take. I want you to do absolutely everything. That's what's going to make me happiest if you grab every opportunity you're given because I think we've we're in a part you know when you're in when you're in the like early 20s part of life and you're starting to just start out in your career 
You are in a part of your life which is so exciting and so many things are going to be thrown at you and so many things are going to come your way that if you're not careful, if you keep batting them away, eventually they'll stop coming. They'll stop coming. It's not going to lead to bigger and better things because you keep saying no. You have to start saying yes at some point. You have to start going along with these things that you really want to do. You have to start listening to what you actually want to do and you have to start realising that these, this is your moment, this is your time. And if you don't grab these things that you're being given by the hands now, if you don't grab it, you might not be given it again. You know, these opportunities that you're given, I'm not saying that they've like run out, but they don't last forever. They don't last forever. That's the thing. And we've always had like, whatever you want to do, we will make this work. Like, I have enough trust in our relationship that we will always make it work no matter what. So always do whatever you want to do and we will be fine. Never worry about us as a thing. And I think that's the way, like I'm not saying that I have like the ideal perfect relationship. Everyone has things, but we have managed by doing that to create a really healthy environment to grow in. Because I think this is the issue with being in a relationship in your 20s is that it can stunt your growth as a person because all of a sudden you're in a very comfortable environment. You're very comfortable. You don't need to go out and meet people. You don't need to do any of these things. You don't need to like push yourself out of your comfort zone or start new things or fill your time or read new books. Or I don't know. You don't need to do anything because you're with someone. So it's kind of like you can cope along happily. And I think this is the that's the unhealthy part. And I think that's why so many people are against being in a relationship in your 20s because it can, it's like stunts that growth. I think as long as you create an environment in your relationship that you can encourage each other to grow to the best possible versions of yourselves and that you're open to each other, like, it's all well and good for you to listen to this and for you to understand what I'm saying and agree with me, but you have to implement it in knowing that they could take a job that's going to take them far away from you and you have to be okay with that. And yes, it would be sad and I know you would miss them, but you have to see that they're not doing it because they don't want to be with you. They're doing it because this is their dream. That is their dream career. And if they want to take it, it's not against you. It's because that's their dream career, you know? And they want the best of both worlds. And I think that's where in my mind we've come, come to the conclusion that I want the best of both worlds and I want to be in your life, which means sometimes I'm going to have to make decisions that take me further away from you. And sometimes I'm going to be able to make decisions that put me with you and that's okay. But then I also think it's important to note that if you don't want to do things and if you don't want to like be apart from each other and you don't want to really like persevere in your career or anything like that, if your like main goal is to be with each other, then that is equally fine. I'm not saying that there's like this pressurised idea that you have to live your life in this way or that like you should be forcing yourself to do these different things. In my, for me, that's what serves me the best. That's what I really want to do and that's really important to me is having that room in the relationship to grow and be able to make decisions that I really want to make so that I don't feel suffocated because I know if I feel suffocated, I'm going to end up really unhappy and I'm going to end up resenting the people around me because that's what I feel like they've done to me, which isn't really true. I haven't communicated what I needed and that's what's done it to me. But, you know, if that isn't for you, if all you want to do is create a lovely home for yourself, then that is equally okay. And I think we all need to take the pressure off this, like, ideal scenario because there, again, isn't an ideal scenario because every single person is different and that's really, really what the important message of this podcast is, is that being in a relationship in your 20s, it might be for you. It might not be for you. But ultimately, 
whatever is right for you, that is what's for you. Like, do you know what I mean? You can't rely on there being a rule for everyone. There's not a unanimous rule. And I think if you are in a relationship in your 20s and you're scared about, like, feeling, like, claustrophobic or feeling like you shouldn't be doing this, feeling like you should be focusing more on yourself, that probably means you have a more career, like, goal-focused mindset. Because if you're not worrying about those things and you're happy where you are, this podcast probably, like, you're happy. So it's okay, you don't need to worry. But I think if you are starting to be concerned about being in, like, in a relationship in your 20s because you see so many things going on that tell you maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship in your 20s, make sure you create an environment where you are able to grow and make decisions that serve you and that you really want to do and make you into the best possible version of yourself. And I think that's what's really important is creating that environment, making sure you can do whatever you want to do and the other person will fully support you in it. And that's been very helpful in my mind of like... Because it is a bit scary, isn't it, being in a relationship in your 20s and kind of wondering how it's all going to work out. How is everything going to fall together? I don't know. And I've lost so many sleepless nights over this, being thinking, like, how are our worlds going to collide? Because I can't picture it right now. Like, I don't get how it's going to collide. But I have to remind myself that that's not my issue right now. I don't have to worry about it. I have, like, a very hard time remembering that I am comfortable and happy right now and that that is enough. I don't need to plan the future. Because whatever I plan for the future probably isn't going to be what happens anyway. And I think that's also really important to remember. Is like, whatever you think is going to happen, reality is it's probably not going to happen. I saw this TikTok and it was like, everything can change in a year. And it's true. Everything changes in a year. Everything could change in a month. Everything can change so rapidly that you've almost got to really remind yourself that there is no point worrying about any of this. There is no point worrying about how it's all going to fall together. There's no point worrying about this grand scheme that you have. Because... The chances are, sorry, I realised I was lying very awkwardly. The chances are it's not going to work out like that anyway. And I think you need to make sure that you don't spoil the present by worrying so much about the future. You're happy now and that is enough and that is the main thing. And I think if you are feeling a bit like claustrophobic and unsure about how everything is going, make sure you have an understanding or try and start a conversation about having an understanding in your relationship that you can make decisions that are going to make you feel really happy and really good about yourself and I think that's what's important the clear communication discussing these things with each other so it's not like I'm moving to Sydney and they don't know anything about it that's going to impact them and they're going to feel really sad about that but they're going to support you and I think that's what's important it's realizing that you're always going to miss each other and you are going to miss each other. I'm not saying it's going to be easy being apart from each other. Long distance is hard and making decisions that put you in the best possible position, but also put you further away from each other are hard. And they, it's like, it hurts when you miss someone, but they support you and they don't blame you for doing it. And they don't make you feel guilty for doing it because they know how important it is for you. And they also, you both have the knowledge that at some point it will all work out. And that you are curating your life to be the best possible life that you want to live. And that that's, what's, that's what you're in it for, really, isn't it? That's what the 20s are for. The 20s are for creating a life that you love for yourself. Trying new things, doing new things. And I think that's, again, coming back to the first point, that's the danger of being in a relationship in your 20s, is that it stunts your growth. It stunts your growth as a person. It stunts your growth in your career. It stunts everything because all of a sudden, all of your focus seems to go to that. And you stop remembering everything else that's going on in your life. And you stop losing touch with yourself. And you stop going out for walks on your own. You stop taking yourself for coffee. You stop making new friends. You stop pushing yourself. And you start to just plateau. 
And I think that's where that's where it gets a little bit sticky. So my advice would be if you are in a relationship in your 20s, A, have clear communication. Like obviously if you're in a half relationship, this isn't the case. And just please ignore, you guys are thriving. You don't need to worry about it. If you do feel like you're getting a bit claustrophobic, maybe have a conversation about where you guys are at and how you feel about careers and jobs and an understanding of whatever you want to do is okay I love you and I don't want this to end and whatever you do we will make it work and making sure that during this relationship you manage to you carry on getting to know yourself don't put yourself on the back burner you are the main relationship the relationship you have with yourself is the only one you are going to have forever so you need to make sure that you maintain a good one with it with it with yourself you need to make sure that you maintain it to a high level you know take yourself out for dates Go and meet your friends. Take yourself out for a walk. These are things that seem silly little like waste of time. It's it's essential for you maintaining a knowledge of who you are and making sure you maintain a relationship that you really enjoy. But anyway, on to your questions for this week's podcast. So on to the question part of this week's podcast, which is going to be speedy because it's already 25 past 11 and I'm up very soon and I'm meant to be asleep by now. And God everything is just not it's not not going to plan but you know when you're just like a little bit stressed about it and oh, I can see the clock ticking but at least we've called the podcast so that was productive anyway how to deal with the idea that your ex has already a new girlfriend realize that it has nothing to do with you it has absolutely nothing to do with you and you need to be fully focusing on yourself right now I think it's really easy to become totally obsessed with these people that are around you and to become obsessed with the idea that people around you have moved on before you're ready. But you've got to remember this has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. They felt like they were ready to move on. That doesn't mean you have to be ready to move on, but it also has no implications on you as a person. It doesn't mean they loved you any less. It doesn't mean they like have anything against you. It just means that they felt ready to take that step. And it doesn't mean that you should feel ready to take that step. It just means that you shouldn't let that dictate how you feel. Because it's totally unrelated to you. It's totally unrelated to you, you know? Like, it really bears no relevance whatsoever. And I think that's the important thing to realise, is that just because they've decided to do that doesn't impact you whatsoever. So really try and focus inside. Do some journaling. Focus on, like, maybe journal about how one I might do for this would be how do I feel towards this new girlfriend? What messages would I tell her? This is journaling. This is not to send her. Don't contact her. That would be strange. Um, like, what messages do I tell? What am I grateful for for the relationship? What lessons do I learn? But then bringing it back around to being like, why am I grateful for being single now? Why am I grateful to have this time on my own? And bringing it back to yourself and thinking about why you are grateful to have this time on your own, I think is really important because it's an enclosure kind of journaling way you're acknowledging what you had you're acknowledging what is happening but you can also acknowledging what you've gained like what you've had and what's in the past and now what you've gained and I think that's what's important how do I leave a friend that I thought would be friends with my whole life I think you just got to start accepting that people are here for chapters people aren't here forever people are here for chapters of your life and Sometimes they're here forever and sometimes they're not. And those friends that are here for chapters were maybe here to teach you a lesson. Maybe they were here to get you through a tough time. But it's okay for them to leave. They don't have to be here forever and ever and ever. It is okay to move on. It is okay. You know, I think there's this pressure that people have to last forever, but that's not the case. People are here for a period of time. And sometimes when that period of time ends, it's really hard because you never expected them to leave. 
but just because they leave probably means that it's a changing period of your life and that also means a lot of excitement and a lot of new things coming and also realizing that you will meet more new people just because someone's left doesn't mean you're never going to meet anyone else new because you will i promise 20s being quite a lonely time it's very hard leaving a partner slash friend how have you coped with it you know i think this episode has been quite good for that type of question I think the 20s are a lonely time, especially when you're leaving a partner or a friend. And this is why I think it's so important that you stay very in touch with yourself. Very, You take yourself on those self-care dates. You carry on getting to know yourself so that when, if you do leave someone, a partner or a friend, you know who you are and that's not hanging over you for you as well. Okay, I'm struggling to find friends in my home city, not a uni. So when I come home, I get lonely. Oh my God, you're speaking to the right person. I was so lonely last ter- last year, not last term, last year. Oh my God, no, two years ago, I keep forgetting like, oh my God, we're in 2023. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, I was so lonely, guys. I was so lonely. But I think realising that you're not going to be lonely forever and use this time to focus on yourself and learn more about yourself and you never know what could happen because it was in that time when I was on my own because I was on my own for like a solid year and a half at home, fully alone people. I was alone alone and I think it was a time where I learned a lot about myself and it's a time where I really like prioritised myself and created a good relationship with myself and it wasn't easy, it was really hard but I'm glad I've been through that because now I feel like I have a very solid understanding of who I am and it's really benefited me in the long run so... This might not be a very friendship-focused time for you right now, and that's okay. Focus on yourself, focus on getting to know yourself, and it's also okay to admit that you are finding it lonely, and start doing things if you do have a good relationship with your family, with your family. Start doing things where you might not off before, because when I was really lonely, I forgot that I had my family around me and that I could do things with them, and I don't know why it didn't occur to me, it just really didn't occur to me and it was really silly and then all of a sudden I was like mum do you want to go for a coffee and she was like yeah I'd love to and the rest was history okay how can I still be an individual whilst being in a relationship I feel like I've lost who I am oh my god this is the perfect question for this episode not I was gonna say be long distance that's not really possible is it like that's only because that's my experience I think that's really helped me maintain a good idea of who I am but I think if you're not in a long distance relationship the way that you can carry on maintaining that knowledge of who you are is make sure you don't spend all your time together have time apart you don't always have to be together maybe Wednesday night and Thursday night they're your nights they're your nights where you're at home doing your own thing you're with your family you're watching Netflix on your own you're reading on your own you're doing things on your own Or if that's not an option and you do really love spending loads of time with each other, make sure you do things that are just for you. Wake up in the morning and go to the gym and that is your time. That is your moment where you are just on your own. Make sure that you carry on doing the habits that you want to do but you feel scared to start because it's like it's going to take more time. Like journaling, for example, I didn't want to do this when I was at home because I was like, oh, we're with each other all the time. I don't want to be journaling. I want to spend time with you. And... I felt like I kind of lost myself a little bit because I just stopped doing these things that made up my habits. So now I know those are things I do all the time that carry on getting to know me. I journal every single day, twice a day. I do like exercise every single day. I'll post a video every single day. I'll do all of these different things that maybe not post the video. That was kind of like a weird one to say. Probably not post the video, but like journaling every single day has made me feel like every day I get in touch with myself and I kind of like 
speak to myself and speak my thoughts out loud and that's been really beneficial so sometimes you're not able to carve out that time and if you're not able to carve out that time it's creating habits that support that relationship with yourself and making sure that you know who you are okay how do I become less codependent on my partner for my own happiness the way you become less codependent is forcing yourself to do things on your own and it doesn't always have to be really intense things it's going to the shops on your own not always asking them to be there. It's realising that you are okay on your own. You're okay before them. You're okay without them. They are a safety blanket and they give you that comfort that you need, but you don't need to rely on it. And it's forcing yourself into uncomfortable situations to make your brain realise that you don't need them anymore. And it's in these uncomfortable situations where you are on your own, reminding yourself, rather than being anxious and letting that anxiety build up, it's reminding yourself like, I'm doing this. Right now, I'm on my own having coffee with another person. Or right now, I'm on my own having coffee on my own. There is no one else here. And I didn't think I could do this. And now look at me. Like, I remember when I took myself out for dinner for the first time. I was like, look at me. I am out for dinner for the first time. And I'm so proud of myself. And it was good. You know, it was like a very reminding yourself in those moments where you're doing big things of like how good that thing is that you're doing even though it's something as silly as going out for dinner I think really helps that your brain needs evidence and reinforcing these positive encounters with your like with these affirmations so when you're saying like I am okay on my own I am good on my own I am independent when you are doing things that are independent it's reinforcing those affirmations so that your brain can feed off the evidence that you have these moments to think back on when you are next feeling scared of doing something that's more on your own because being codependent is so easily done i've done it so many times but i just think it's important to push yourself out of your comfort zone so start by baby steps go for a walk on your own take yourself out for coffee Make sure you do some plans on your own this week and slowly and slowly build up until you have a more comfortable relationship with yourself if you were to switch your body with anybody for a day, who would you choose? Oh my God, I wish... I'd probably a whale. I'd love to swim underwater and, like, go to the bottom of the ocean floor and see. Or maybe someone who's, like, had stepped on... Had been on the moon. I really want to go to the moon. I don't know quite how I'm going to manifest that one, though, but, like, if anyone's out there, know any contacts, I want to go to the moon really bad. Um, and some people are like, wouldn't you be scared? No. I wouldn't be scared. I think it'd be so cool. I wouldn't be scared in the slightest. Didn't even cross my mind that I should feel scared. I just wouldn't be scared. Maybe I would be in the moment. I wouldn't be scared. The thought of like, as long as like, do you want to go to the moon? I'd be like, yes, I'm ready. Maybe that's what I'm training for. That's the real thing. Any person though that I'd swap my body with. Hmm. Do you know what? I don't think I would because this is such a boring answer. No, it's not boring. It's the truth. I... I feel like it's really fun being in your own body because you get to take the course that you're going on and you get to decide where you want to go in life. And I love the fact that I've managed to choose everything that's gotten me to this point and I've worked so hard to get to this point that I find that very like exciting that I get to control where everything's going. So, hmm, but for a day, who would I want to choose for a day? I was going to say the Queen, but that's gone. That's so sad. That's gone. I meant she's gone. That's sad. Um... You know, I don't know. I think I'd pick an animal. I don't think there's anybody that I'd really want to be as a person, as a human, because, like, ultimately, they're just a human. They're just a, like, do you know what I mean? I think it'd be way cooler to be, like, a bird. 
probably a whale though because like birds you can kind of simulate that by flying but like we can't go to the bottom of the ocean oh my god I'd be something that could go to the bottom of the ocean and they'd make an exploration and then I'd come back and I'd show everyone and I'd be famous with my scientific endeavors that would be that would be my goal okay final question because I need to go to sleep because I'm at work at 10 a.m in the morning and I have to go to the gym and that is disgusting and I haven't done the new things I've done this week but that's okay we're moving on any trips planned no, not physically, but mentally, I am planning the biggest holiday of my life in September. And I want to go away in April. I really want to go away in April because I have a month off people and I need some sunlight. I need some, you know, although if I go get a summer project away, I'll be away for like two months in another country, guys. You're going to get, you're going to get a broad podcast it's going to be global. You've got mail is going to grow globally. And that's very exciting. Anyway, on to the new things that I've done this week because I'm waffling because I am so tired. Okay, I was meant to go to bed, but I just haven't gone to bed. So on to the new things that I've done this week. The new things I've done this week is started the gym. I'm a gym girl now. I'm a gym person. Gym person is my new character trait. And you know, I'm going with it. I am obsessed and I think now is the time that I'm reaching my rut period so I need to start something new and that's why I'm starting the gym. I'm also meant to be going to bed early but seeing as it is now, quarter to twelve, ten to twelve and that hasn't gone to plan. But I have recorded the podcast so that is productive. Other new things I've done this week is... Hmm... My life at the moment is studying all the time and I'm realising how boring it is and just, I'm sorry guys, Just it's just very relatable. We're all doing things which are intense right now and January is such an intense month but reading on the tube has been providing me with like light relief on my way to uni and I just, you know, everything's going to come together. I am getting a bit nervous about my exam on Monday but we're not stressing about it. I've got two evenings to revise it will be okay. Whatever will be, will be. And that is what I'm thinking. Other new things I've done this week, food shopping, not when I think I should go, aka a Sunday, when I actually need to go. Waiting for my food to run out. That sounds really silly, but I am a creature of habit. And because I think I need to go on a Sunday every single week, because in my head, if I don't go on a Sunday, world will, like the world will end. I then buy things when I don't really need to buy things and end up like spending money when I don't necessarily need to spend money so this has been a good thing this has been a good change so maybe you should try it too it's probably really obvious but I need to hold off so I can you know just wait it out other new things I've done this week is started calling people more rather than messaging picking up the phone and giving people a facetime because whenever I feel a bit lonely I forget that I can facetime my friends I don't know why it's really silly but I just text people I don't really call people that much and I forget that calling is like really nice way to connect with people so I've been doing that a lot more which is really nice but anyway I need to go to bed because I'm at work tomorrow and that's a little bit terrifying I've really enjoyed my month off working and now I'm about to enter a really intense month period so we will see how this goes but anyway thank you for listening I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have make sure you share it with someone that you love or 
don't love it's up totally up to you um make sure that you subscribe to the podcast because then it makes me know how many people are actually here and it means i can get better guests on the podcast and let me know what your thoughts were i really love chatting to you all about the episode make sure that you're following me on instagram and on tiktok at you've got mail underscore pod and thank you for listening and i'll speak to you next week i hope you have a lovely weekend whatever you've done make sure you plan something nice for yourself make sure you do something that's just for you but anyway i hope you have a lovely week and i'll speak to you soon bye Bye.